I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to take me to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Let's let's uh, start the podcast so we can talk. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Friday, whatever day that is that you consume your podcast. Happy that day. This mm-hmm. is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Also, this is apparently the number one uh, fucking TMZ pop culture podcast on the internet this week who all i have is pop culture notes for y'all today but uh we're gonna make it real this is just how we do it so uh but across from me that's my guy that's your guy his name is wes there's no t on that if you don't know that by now then this is certainly your first time listening and i don't know how you got here i don't know how you found us for the first time uh we call him forever young 89 on all the socials we call him the motherfucking goddamn glue around here it's a little bit smoother to say elmer young but sometimes people might not know exactly what you're talking about because context is important but nevertheless that's our motherfucking friend and we are excited to see what's going on with our friend oh you know man i'm um i'm out here living in the real world you know what i'm saying i feel like a different human being you know week off of the socials yeah you know i mean um we yeah. detox yeah detox it, it feels different out here and it always cracks me up when you go through the intro um, especially the West No T right at the top. I was talking to my best friend this past week, fam, and I was giving him my username for something. And I'm telling him, like, yeah, it's West No T624. And he like, oh, I forgot to put the four on the end of it. He like, West 624, right? And I'm like, nah, West No T. He like, yeah, nigga, I got that. I know it ain't no T in your name. I'm like, nigga, you're not <laughs> no, listening to, to me. That nigga was like, Oh shit! Like yeah, I'm giving you the game. You're not following me, but I don't want to digress too far uh, along with like that. that. With my guy across from me, like with the hottest that. taste in the United States, that is Cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at CatCrush.com. We get dip to the cereal shit, and because he told me I can still tell you to catch him there. Um, you can also catch my man over at uh, YouTube.com <laughs> YouTube.com slash Dipped in Butter program, um, where I'm still slanging. If you want to see if the voices match the faces and the profiles, you can go ahead and check that shit out over there. Because uh, rest in peace to the um, Friday new music review um, or whatever day that shit started We're coming out. We're still getting new subscribers. After... It's stupid. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of dope. Um, where you want to catch my guy this week, um, we'll just fuck it go. Genius.com slash Dipped in Butter program yeah. because... We'll get there when we get there. Um, but most and more importantly, you can catch my guy here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life, um, which seems to be like the perfect moniker, fam. Like I'm, I'm so glad we have programmed that into our, um, into our, into our people. Um, yeah, I mean, but whichever day is pod day in your life, um, here on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one is at. My nigga and yours, what's popping? You are right as always. You're always right, at least here on the microphones. I can't attest for what your wife might say once we turn these mics off. She would and I never, asked her. She would never tell me that. But listen, here on pod day between four and six o'clock on Mondays when it's time to record, <laughs> you're always right on mic time. So hey, you know, I'll you got it. a you got a perfect record somewhere. I was you're about to right, say, I'll man. take it. I, I I'm excited to talk to you about uh genius. Um, but we won't start with that because nah. if we do, it's going to be a whole busy bone situation it'll, again. It'll be 90 we'll minutes. We'll talk for 45 minutes. <laughs> and then one. people that aren't interested in busy bone or Kanye West right. will be like, 
where'd the show go? But for those of you that are tuned in and want to hear our takes as big Kanye West fans about the Genius documentary, and now that it's like we're in the spoiler-free realm where we're free to talk about it and people that have, you know, waited to see it have already seen it by now, we will get to that. Right. So what I want to talk to you about at the top of the show is a little bit about my weekend. I know we don't do the jibber jabber about like, how was your weekend, bro? We don't do the fake intro, um, right? Unless now. unless something happened. Unless something happened. And that's why I'm talking <laughs> that's why I'm talking about how my weekend was. Like I don't even want to like do the fake banter and ask you how your weekend was because I feel like you would have told me. And I talked to you this weekend. So I feel like it was fine. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you did talk to me this weekend. I do want to tell you something though. Like I'm just gonna be selfish right here. Okay. Me and my wife went to the movies. Um for the first time since COVID this past weekend, uh, I had to see the Batman. You had to see the Batman. I had to see the Batman, bro. I really hate I that they put it. the in front of that. So bad. You hate you that? You have to say it. And you have to yeah, say it. Yeah, it's the Batman. Because I had to go see the, the Batman. Batman. And listen, for those of y'all that like might not know this. Like calling you the now, cat. Like... Well, I mean, you you can call me the cat if there's been six other cat movies previous to this one, and this is the fourth restart because something has to dif- differentiate. You should really the two like. Or I don't six. understand. I don't understand why. I guess Superman does the same thing. Well, like, why can't we be on Batman eight right now? Because then it's like not Fast clarifying. and Furious. Why can't we be on Batman? Well, then 13? it doesn't clarify when it restarts. You know what I mean? Because if you do Batman six, it's like is this Michael Keaton Batman six or is this Christian Bale Batman? It should have just 4? been additions. It should have just been additions. I, it's. How, there's not many Batmans, if not well, how many Batmans repeated Batman in a movie? Like done it more than once. Yeah, uh, one, two. Off the top of my head, I'm going four. Four is that many? Four. God damn. That's I mean, a considerable four. amount. Yeah, that you is a considerable amount. But so you, you can yeah. see the trouble. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can. Understand. But I, I, I feel where you're coming from because yeah. the Batman does kind of sound kind of silly. Like nigga, maybe they we needed get to Batman just like if they would have thought about this. Well, if they would have thought about this sooner, they would have did Batman and then semicolon and then whatever the subtitle was. And it would have been cleaner if they would have just been like, Batman, the 90s version. <laughs> you know two, what I mean? And then two. Christian Bale would have been like, Batman, semicolon, but a scruffy voice. Like, we would have been a, <laughs> we'd be in a lot better shape by too, now. Too late to change it. history, I understand. Too late. It's, it's much too late. But we went to the theater to see Batman. For those of y'all that might not know this about me, I am a big Batman fan. Now, don't ever confuse that with me saying I'm a comic book movies fan, <laughs> because that is nothing is further totally from different. the truth. Totally different. I am a Batman fan. I want to be real clear with y'all. I don't want anybody to ever in my life make the mistake about me into thinking that I'm a comic book fan or a Marvel Universe fan. I don't like none of that shit, bro. Like, I kind of remember yeah. the the surgence of like the late 90s of when comic book collecting and fanship became cool, like when the nerds became cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, w- I probably want to tip my hat to like Wu Tang for making nerds cool, <laughs> but like it became cool to be in the comics and shit. And somewhere around like the early 2000s, it became popular for people to lie about how into comic books they were. You know what I mean? Like everybody was a big comic book nerd. Like the same nigga that maybe had three comic books and a nigga that had 300 for some reason had the same bragging rights. And I didn't like that. And I'm not saying I don't like it because I don't respect comic book fans. I'm saying like for the people that actually do this shit and been doing this shit and actually read the comics and collect them and all of that, it's got to be insulting for a nigga to just like jump into your nerd shit 
because he bought three books one time at Scarborough Mall and saw a bunch of X-Men movies to just try to sit here and tell you about your shit. When, bro, if I was a comic book nerd in the mid-early 90s and I was not getting pussy behind this shit, and then now when it's cool, you get to just jump on my bandwagon, I'd be mad as hell, bro. But anyway, I digress. I went and saw the Batman. I went and saw the Batman, me and my wife. She took me to see it. I asked her months ago, would she take me to see it? Because I love Batman. And I'm not going to get into the whole debate about whether Batman is a superhero. I'm not going to argue with none of y'all. I know that y'all's AirPods or AirPods now have microphones built in and you could talk to me while you listen right now. But just know I'm not listening to you, okay? <laughs> Batman is a superhero. It's not up for debate, okay? Y'all are confusing the word superhero with superhuman. No, he's not a superhuman because he doesn't have powers. But he is a superhero because heroes are firefighters. He's a superhero because he takes time out of his day and doesn't get paid for it. He's a fucking superhero. I'm I can, digressing again. I'm sorry. I can, I can understand both arguments, but I love your passion because you're, no, a, because you're the Batman fan. <laughs> I am a Batman. I love Batman. But anyway, I digress again. I love Batman, y'all. That's why I was in the theater. Risking COVID again. I just want to. I just want to. Lost art and I really just nobody goes to the movies anymore. I really just want to make sure I'm keeping tabs on the people that you are absolutely going hard for. So that is number one, Music Soul Child, and two, Batman. Those two people are Batman and Kanye West. (laughs) Three things I'll fight you about, particularly this week. I'm I am on tabs for fighting any of y'all niggas about Batman, Music Soul Child. And, and Kanye West this week. So this thank you for noticing that. I'm on No go. doubt. But, so we're in the theater. We're watching this movie. This movie is three hours, Wes, by the way. I'm not here to break it down or give you all a review or any of that because that's just not what we do oh, here. Oh, so y'all y'all went to like um, dinner and a date table recliner movie theater. No. we went. Oh, the house me. was so small I have four rows. Oh, man. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Three like, hours. kind of like cruddy. Did they give theater. y'all niggas a bathroom break? Did they pause the videotape? <laughs> they didn't they didn't give us the they did not give us the Quentin Tarantino intermission at all. Bro. Need to, man. And, and that's what I was saying. Now, uh Mac warned me because he had seen it before I got a chance to see it that it was that long. And mm-hmm. I I don't know why I underestimated, I guess because I hadn't been to the movies in so long that I was like, oh I, I literally just dismissed it, didn't even think about how long three hours sitting in a chair is. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like sitting still and facing forward for three hours. It's pretty tough. But that none of that is what I'm here to talk to you about. What I'm here to talk to you about, Wes, is fam, out of all the things COVID killed, it killed Golden Corral, basically. Uh, it's killed so many things we love and that should still be here. Why the fuck are movie theaters still here? Like, why couldn't COVID have squished the remaining lifeline out of movie theaters? Because uh, Hollywood owns COVID now, I guess, too. But it definitely owns the movie theaters, you know what I mean? And I think Hollywood made that decision. They was like, hey, fam, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm putting my shit back in the theaters, fam. Like, y'all got to go back. Y'all got to spend this ticket money to go <laughs> watch this movie. Is this cool, is the only, the yeah, this on demand is cool. Sweet. Like, even the 45-day delay shit ain't really working for them. And even though, like, I'm going to go ahead and give away my idea right here. And, like, I feel it's out in some capacity, but, like, I want it in my version, you know what I mean? So, like, again, this kind of goes back to DVDs in my backpack version. But, like, what is what is what is that version of collecting movies now? Um, How do you collect movies you for your collect. own personal? 
you know, library yeah, know these days, movies, you know what I mean? And bro. I know, you know, I was having this conversation with my wife and she was like, well, you, you know, through the different streaming services, you can download them. But like, just like, again, it dropping the movie theaters, however long, 90 days afterwards it come out, you able to add that to your personal collection. Like, let me buy it from the streaming service, but I want to download it somewhere like I can keep it forever. You and like, like a physical copy. I'm not even a physical copy. I'll keep the digital copy, but I want to be able to really? like download it. Some, you know what I'm saying? Like my, most oh. of these smart ass TVs, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to keep my, or even like a, a hard driver, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to be able to purchase these movies and keep these movies and not just depend on the streaming service to always have this fucking movie because we know that's not the case. We've not seen one streaming service that comes out and be like, yo, we always going to have this movie always and forever. Like they don't even tell you, like you just got to want to watch it and then you got to get the going to looking and you can rent it from them. Or like, I know, again, I know you can buy it from them and keep it on that platform, but like, that's not my personal library. Like what if on a Saturday night, I just want to turn on goddamn, uh, uh, fucking Bamboo. soul food. Bamboo. What if I want to turn on soul food with you know what I'm saying my boo on a Sunday night after we didn't had Thanksgiving dinner? Like I yeah. I gotta go. I don't want I don't want to rent it. Like I want to I want to have and I don't want to give y'all. I don't want to rent it every time I think that I want to watch it. Yeah, I mean like I'd rather pay the seven ninety nine one time. Now it's tucked it. away in my library. And if like I say, if you smart, the streaming services would allow you to buy it and you know keep it for your own personal library. But you still gonna get my goddamn subscription money every month, anyways. This is just a movie just that to I maintain really, your library at that. Yes, point, this right? is like a just, movie that I just really to continuously just care have about. Access to the things you own. That's yes. what makes me nervous about buying music on like Apple iTunes. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean versus streaming because it's like now I know this is next to impossible to say, but whatever. Nothing's impossible. But what if fucking Apple or iTunes folds tomorrow? Now all the shit I bought, do I even own it anymore? If y'all, what I'm if saying. Fumble? Like, how, that, how do that I, makes me nervous. And that's why I say, even if it's a play, like you, I will pay the eight dollars to be able to like download it to my TV. You know what I'm saying? And tuck it away in my personal like movie collection for the rest of forever. And I have to do. depend on y'all. And still pay my $5 every month for the streaming service that I got it from. You know what I'm saying? That's not the end all be all. And I'm going to still go surfing through here to find some more fucking movies that I want to watch. Like It's almost like going to media play on Tuesdays. Like, I got paid on Friday. I'm about to buy me two movies from my collection. And like, build my shit up forever. Like, that that experience is gone. And I think that part sucks. You realize you're hot and passionate now. Yeah, now we figured out I what am. you care about. Now we know what you want to fight about. It goes okay, back to Wes DVDs in my backpack and VCRs. Okay, listen, I'm, I'll, I'll fight with you, bro. I got you. I'm not gonna <laughs> leave you on the ground. But you, you do understand that you being concerned. I, I'm not just gonna say you. I'm with you. Like our concern about ownership and, like you said, maybe not so much physical copies, but ownership of media. This is dumb old man territory. You know what I mean? Like of we course. we have to understand that we smell like oh yeah we smell like <laughs> wild Irish rose and, and chewing gay. tobacco or absolutely pipe tobacco. Just talking about like the fact that we're upset about the fact that we don't get to own our tapes. You know what like, I mean? Where, Even if they're not tapes, we want to have it as 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 much as we reference it here on this podcast. Where can you go and watch the Five Heartbeats right now that you know for certain? I don't certain. even know. I have to I have to Google even who's playing it. You see what and I'm then saying? Pray to like, God how, that I have that service. How trash is that? And then you already know That's my right. you already know my plight. My wife laughing me about my DVD collection. Yeah, I mean, but like. It's it's the it's it's that for me, you know. What I'm you saying? gotta Even, stop bringing up DVD collections, by the way, because every time you do it, my wife gets mad again at the fact that we sold our collection before moving. See, out here. it's all so right. triggering, it's, is what you. I'm doing. sorry, I'm sorry, but like again, like not not too long ago, the Wi-Fi was down for like a day and a half or two over here, fam. Mm, and like that's when I got to be on my snooty shit. I was like, anybody want to watch a movie around here? 
Anybody we can. I got a whole book bag full of movies. Mm-hmm. If anybody want to watch a movie, because the TVs don't work, the phones, you Nothing know what works. I'm saying. For the adults who got the super plans, like I can still watch my phone, but like the kids is, ain't got shit to do. Like, oh, I could turn on a DVD, but y'all being here hating on me, so uh, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> Since y'all hate DVDs so yeah, much, enjoy. And I know the... you've seen. I know how many times you've seen Friday, but how many times <laughs> have you seen the special features? On the special <laughs> features. You don't know nothing about a deleted scene. So okay, I got to get back to. Movies needing to be closed, right? And the reason why I brought it up is because after taking a couple of years off of going to the movie theaters and, you know, one COVID and two being like, I don't think I really enjoy just watching movies in the movies as much as I used to, right? Like even walking down the halls and seeing like the posters of upcoming movies, Mm -hmm. that used to be exciting. That used to be a very exciting part of the experience, like walking down the hallway to get to your movie house and seeing the the posters of what was coming out. Oh shit, nigga. Arnold Schwarzenegger got some shit coming out with Kevin Hart. What? Like while you walk back with your expensive (laughs) snacks. For sure. And that was part of it. And I literally, I was walking down the hall to my movie house, looking at these posters. I'm like complaining to my wife, like, they have literally like sucked the magic out of this experience because yeah. all of this is on the yeah. internet already. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every trailer, every bit of information, you learn about movies and video games four years before they even get started on production. Mm. It just sucks, bro. Like they suck the, mag- the magic yeah, out Steve, of everything. That kind of lends to something I kind of got written down on my paper, fam. Like, is there such a thing as too much information? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Because like hype and expectation, I'm I'm going to borrow a term from uh, the homie Dylan on this. It's a fleeting currency, right? Like you, there's nothing in the and this, this is going to come off maybe a little morbid if I'm not careful, but I don't mean it this way. But like, there's nothing in the world that you can get exponentially hyped for that pays off in dividends post hype, right? What I mean by that is like, say there is a vacation. Mm -hmm. that you're saving up for and you're planning for, and it's about to happen, right? It's next month on the 8th. All the hype that you do leading up to this vacation, there's it's not fair to the vacation to live up to you continuously building up this hype. No matter how great the vacation is, your imagination is infinite. You know what I mean? So it's best... To go in with tempered expectations yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can be blown away. Nah, I and I and I agree with you in that aspect, but I guess what I'm thinking about now, and like I, I agree with you 100 percent but like when it comes to the internet, like, so is there is is too much information a bad thing, or is too much information on one thing a bad thing? Or should you know what I'm saying? Like, should you I'm going for the blanketed statement, bro. Just well, too much information is a bad thing. And and I, but like and 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 this all lends to that point, but like how how much do you think too much information can lend to like false information being out or you know yep. what i'm saying misinformation being dealt yeah i mean but is it all still relative information if you're doing your due diligence and research and then does that cause it to be too much information you see what i'm <laughs> yes. saying it seems like a it, it seems like is. a spinny yeah. ass wheel dog for real for yeah. real because then how do you how do you talk to people about something you know, and, and particularly even from our stance, like like you say, there are certain subjects that you will not continue to have a conversation with a person about if you don't deem them to be knowledgeable enough on a certain topic. Right. We've been through that part. Yeah. And it's like, well, God damn it. Like, I, can you soak in all the information? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel yeah. like it, I feel like it's that way in a lot of aspects and par- particularly like this is me just going down a wormhole on that right now, yeah. fam. But like as of late in my non like social media days, um, I found myself. Watching videos, I've I've definitely been reading. 
but I've definitely like found myself watching. <laughs> I found myself watching videos about making like rugs, fam. Like, mm. and the shit's kind of interesting, yeah, you know I mean. But then, like, even with that, I'm watching like two or three different people talk about the same thing, and yeah, there's a lot of the same information in there. But then you get little droplets of different information, and one person says, "Use this." No, you should use that. No, I use this. No, I use that. So then it's like. I guess this is just me being a student at YouTube University too. Like, whose fucking class do I take? God damn it! Right, who got the I, right one? How do I get the right goddamn information? Well, I don't. Can, I, I want to sift through all the partner, bullshit. As your business partner and friend, and somebody that cares about you deeply, can I just help you with that? As another student at YouTube University, the right answer. Whenever you have conflicting information on YouTube, and this is a rule of thumb, and anybody can take this advice that's listening right now, the best way to find out the most useful video on the subject that you're trying to learn or the skill you're trying to like wield, it's the shortest video. That's <laughs> always the answer. Whichever answer gets to the point the fastest is correct. So basically what you're saying is go to YouTube and type in how to be a murderer pro and uh-huh. then that'll give you the shortest video and you can just get right to it. Whoever can get it under four minutes is right for me, bro. Like, I've done this a million times. Like, I have a problem with the computer. I go Googling it. How do I solve it? Then I YouTube because I want somebody to do the clicks in front of me so I can see it. And the nigga whose video is 23 minutes with a 40-second intro, he's wrong. I don't give a fuck how in-depth he's gone on the subject. He's wrong. So as soon as I start it and realize he's drawing it out, I'm Xing out and I'm looking for another nigga to tell me. The nigga that got it in three minutes, 41 seconds. Oh, you're he's not, a bad man. You're not looking for tutorial. You're looking for guidance. I'm I'm looking for answers, bro. <laughs> I'm looking for answers. I'm the nigga that gets stuck on a video game and immediately start Googling it. Like I'm not feeling it out. I'm exploring the, the dungeon further. I'm gonna pause my game. I'm gonna open up a Google window and I'm gonna search the solution. That's I don't have time Look for this, the times bro. we live in. Now look at it. And speaking of don't have time for this, back to the movie theaters. I'm going to wrap this up, I promise. This is why I'm so mad at the theaters, aside from all the other shit I've already said. This is why I'm mad. <laughs> In hour two, about two hours, 30 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. behind us, we got three, four, five grown-ass fucking men. I don't know if they was high on edibles or what, <laughs> but they're giggling at Batman kissing Catwoman. Like, they're giggling like little fucking... Like little schoolgirls, and they're clearly in their twenties or thirties, bro. Mm-hmm. And like they're giggling, they're distracting me from the movie, and I'm trying to decide, like, okay, if I turn around to say something, and this turns into a fight, like, will my wife go to the car as I'm fighting all of these niggas when I ask her to, or is she the type that's gonna like try to like stand at my side and watch me get beat up by four niggas? You know what I mean? But. These are like the things you think about, but it reminded me of like, why well, I don't go to the movies mm-hmm, much anymore. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the it, the pros of the movie theater experience, like the IMAX and the sound and mm-hmm. all of that, certainly don't live up to the cons of the theater of it being disgusting in there, $30 for snacks, mm, yeah. niggas talking. Like, bro, I, there was a lady in the movie. <laughs> to, fucking, there's a moment in the movie, no spoilers, but... Catwoman is in the movie. Everybody knows that. Catwoman's in the movie. Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. standing by the refrigerator. Six cats surround her feet. And then a lady literally out loud in the theater that we're watching the movie and goes, oh, I think she's Catwoman. 
Not even ironically, bro. I swear to God, she said it like <laughs> she was making a revelation to everybody that didn't catch it. So, like, oh bitch, goodness. it's six cats in her feet. Like, of course she's Catwoman. Yeah, and they're like, stupid. like that. That's a testament to the time that we live in, fam. And people been out of the movie theaters long enough to like ruin their movie theater etiquette. So now they treat yeah. it just like the internet. They want to be first to some type of revelation or something. And it's like, bitch, shut up and watch the movie. Like, we don't got time for all that. No, we don't. We don't. Um, I got a lot of pop culture topics to go through. Some okay. of these are going to be discussions. Some of these are just things I want to say out loud. Like, I don't want Rihanna's lingerie pregnant pictures. I know we're a pro-Rihanna podcast. I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this on air, let alone out loud. I ain't even. But did you see Rihanna's lingerie pregnant I, pictures? I didn't, but I'm not going to lie to you. Um, And again, pro-Rihanna podcast. But after I seen Super like the pro. third different photo instance of her with the belly out like can we can we get a whole shirt in one of these joints like i know she don't just wear this belly out every goddamn way she's just as cute in the turtleneck yeah <laughs> like cover that outfit. shit up like and it was no a wild outfit like it, it looked the one looked like real ratchet i was like i don't understand why you got your belly out right now sis like put that thing away so we know you pregnant it was 13 now. Okay. degrees in new york when she had yeah yeah out. yeah it looked mad cold so like that's and like I've, it's it's so crazy how news comes and goes these days, fam. Like Rihanna's pregnant, all right. <laughs> Rihanna mm-hmm. pregnant, we're the baby, bro. And, and it wasn't even that long ago when uh, Beyonce was dancing on stage, and then she like arched her back and poked her stomach out and revealed she was pregnant. And it was news, like there was pandemonium. Like, ah. But now I, you're well, right. I, like Rihanna's think, pregnant. It's like okay, Rihanna's I mean, pregnant. but that you got to recognize, like that was a. That was a performance within a performance, and that was a it was a statement. You know what I'm saying? Which I I, I think that's what made it dope. What made it whack was what Kanye was doing to Jay Z down there in the pit. Once that it was like, it was almost like he acted like he didn't know <laughs> in front of everybody, and it's like you're like what? what? Yeah, but then again, you know, not enough that we're going into genius yet. But then you get it. You know what I'm saying? Once you get past the part where your boy started playing this role. I, it, I mean, we 26 minutes in. We can talk ah, we genius got some other whenever pop you want to talk shit, to man. Okay. Let's get to your other pop culture shit. I, I got some more shit that I hate. Uh, I can ramble right off. Now, we're going to get into some obscure artists right here, and I promise we won't be here too long because we got to like fire these off pretty quick because we're running out of time. But Earth Gang. Okay. J. Cole's group slash duo Earth Gang. For those of y'all that don't know who they are, don't worry. I'm not going to give you a synopsis because it doesn't that much matter. But um, here's what I want to say about Earth Gang, right? Earth Gang released another album maybe a couple of weeks ago. They're signed by J. Cole. Here's why I'm even bringing them up. Like, there's been quotes on Twitter when they came out, like, Earth Gang is basically outcast if there was two Andres. Like, I remember that was a thing that, like, Yes Jules said. And not too many people co-signed it, but it was the fact that anybody said it out their mouth. Earth Gang is crazy talented. They are like, they do give you outcast vibes, but I want to come on here and say out loud on record. So when they do finally go away, that we can be right. That like, it's time to start holding Earth Gang accountable. Like they're whack. Has anybody said they're whack yet? I've, I've listened to like- They're talented whack. I've listened to like a project and a half of- um earth gang i didn't think anything was terrible but i didn't think anything was like extremely excellent there you go 
And that's probably the worst. Yeah. I think that's the worst case scenario. Like if you're trash, at least you stand out for being trash, right? And everybody wants to be great. But when you're just like, when your albums drop and they just kind of are a thing that happened and you put a lot of work into it clearly, I think for me, that would be more demoralizing than anything, no? Yeah. My my cousins was talking about it in the group chat and somebody, you know, dropped that that outcast. Well, I think one of my younger cousins might have dropped that outcast reference in my one of one of my cousins as my age was like, that makes me cringe, fam. I don't ever want to hit it out your mouth ever again. And like after he said it, I went to go I had to go press play on the album after a nigga said that. So you can see. Good for you for like not just getting mad, but going to check it out. Yeah, but like maybe this is the trash part of me though. You know it don't take me long, fam. So like once they started rapping. It was it was the music that gave you Outcast, not the rapping to me. Got you. And from gotcha. like I listen, I only listen to the intro track off of this Earth Gods or whatever the hell it is that they uh, <laughs> the, the latest drop is. Um, but like I only listen, and I was like, I can understand why somebody would say that, but that's gonna be a, a negative ghostwriter for me. And then like I thought maybe I'm wrong. I thought Jid or JID, however the fuck you supposed to say it, I thought he was a part of Earth Gang. They got a whole nother thing. They got a trio that's called something else that they do. Oh, I don't know. I like JID, though. I like JID a lot. He cool. He cool. Yeah, but I mean, again, this is not a super important topic, but I just wanted to say this out loud because we got a platform and we can kind of talk about the things we want to talk about. Like, I feel like this is one of the things that nobody's talking about, how underwhelming this group is. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you are... You are co-signed by J. Cole, who, you know, that's a whole but who, other but conversation. Who under, Whether that should mean anything or not is a whole other conversation. Who right? under J. Cole is, like, that, like, that's a good boss, question. if you know about boss, boss is cool, but, like. They all just kind of cool. Yeah, they yeah. all just cool. Like, I don't, I don't, it's weird. Like, but even, like, shit, not for nothing, J. Cole is cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people will have you. But people, that's the thing that they not, that's a whole nother discussion. But fuck yeah, it, we, like, we want to talk about, like, some people do pretend like J. Cole is one of the top three artists in rap. So even though me and you might not agree with that, the fact that he's actually in that conversation is is a good thing, right? I like I people think, view him as I think the quality that J. Cole has given to us since he's been like in control of everything that has to do with his career, I think he's done okay. I don't think we get because I mean I'm I'm talking Forest Hills Drive. I'm talking all the albums that we get from J. Cole. Like okay, I, know I was gonna say, like, does okay like mean that, that you liked them better when he was under the thumb of Jay Z and Rock? No, Man, no, no. Like okay. I I like J. Cole music. You know what I'm saying? Like going back to the to the Friday Night Lights and the warm ups and love it. You know what I'm saying? I just love I like J. Cole music. So I think the quality of music that he gives us allows him to be in those conversations because of the time that he came up, how he came up, who he came up under. And he didn't get like, he didn't become Memphis bleak. Yeah. I mean, or, you know what I'm saying? He didn't become Joe Budden for lack of better terms. Like he actually like crawled through that mud and came out of there. He made space for himself. Yeah. He made space for himself. There's a lot of noise when he came out, he made space for himself. Yeah. I think he, and like, even still, like we didn't even get into that conversation from the Super Bowl and like, I do. I still love, love the guy, Kendrick. I think he's great. But like again, fam, where where you at? Like, I'm tired of hearing the talks when he's not around. Like, and I I give him all the credit in the world. Ringing at all, but it's just them. Yes, it's just them, fam. What what is it? Where's the music, dog? Like, and I, I'm I'm not that I'm over the metaphors with him, but like, fam, can what what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? I think 
I think at this point we're playing with what what we talked about just a few minutes ago, the expectation thing, right? Like if he's not careful, if he keeps this whole being mysterious, we don't know when it's coming, if it's coming, is it this year, is it last year, is it next year? If he's not careful, enough of this will raise the expectation so high like, that it's in, it's unachievable. I guess th- trust me, I love Kendrick like the next man. Kendrick is amazing. But there's a certain level of expectation that you get to where it's like there's nothing you can do. I just thought about this just now. And like this is just from when I came up, but like there was a time when when you thought about music and you thought about hip hop and rap, you just synonymously thought about Jay-Z. Whether there was a song out on the radio, like the nigga was just doing stuff. And the next person that I give that to is Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Like right now with the just with that with that group of rappers that we have, the Cole, Drake, Kendrick, like it doesn't fit whether somebody's present or not, and I'm giving Jay-Z this credit. Like I say, whether he was putting out music or not, Jay-Z was the presence in music. I just don't feel none of the three of them niggas is that presence in music. Like niggas mentioned their names. Yeah, I mean, but it's like not even Drake. I feel like Drake is always around. Like even when he don't have nothing out, like right now, he don't have nothing out, but he's I don't ever feel like Drake is not visible. You know what I mean? Like Drake is he's they're either all, putting they're the shoe always out visible. Or he's you know what I mean? Like but, that, but they've Kendrick, but they've I don't made, even know what his hair look like. Does he have hair right now? That's what I'm saying. They've they've made I even, that I couldn't pick him in a lineup right now, Kendrick. They've made that out. the mastery of it though, like just showing you that I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But that what what the fuck do I have to do with like saying I'm the man in music? Like and that's cool that I get to see you doing it and then I get to hear you rapping about it at some point in time, but like I don't, I don't think that there's nobody that nobody is not playing with right now. And maybe that's just me removed a week there's off no, of social there's no media. Untouchable because, figure in yeah, maybe right maybe now. because I ain't seen none of these niggas in the last two weeks. Maybe it's just my programming. Like, hey, what y'all niggas doing, fam? Like, cause I'm still on iTunes. We're just so we're who's who's doing what with the music? Like it's it's weird because at this age, and we're not well, maybe we are, maybe we're not, but at this age, it still feels like everybody's scared of Kanye. You know what I mean? Like at this at this juncture in Kanye's career, 10, 11 you know, projects in, it still feels like niggas like are scared of that. Like they I, talk they shit about Ye, but it still feels like niggas get the fuck out the way when Ye is making moves. Yeah, but that's some like name precedes yourself type shit. Like we sure. we know what Ye brings to the table and nobody everybody knows you don't play with Ye when it comes to the goddamn music. Yeah, you know I mean, like if I invite this nigga over because I want to play Monopoly tonight, then you know what I'm saying I might want to play with this nigga. But when it comes to the music, I'm never going to underestimate this nigga. Yeah, I mean, and like, I don't, I, don't, I, I just, I don't know. Again, maybe, maybe because I ain't seeing it, I ain't feeling it. But like, again, I, I do. I think niggas look out for Ye, but who, who else? Like, right, right. And Ye shouldn't even be in this discussion. That's why I bring nah. him up. You know what I mean? Like, he shouldn't be in the discussion of who is the one guy nobody want to play with? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, we could throw the little babies around and shit like that, but y'all are kidding y'all. So I know little baby's a star and everybody loves him right now, mm. but y'all are kidding yourselves, y'all. If y'all think he's the untouchable entity that the Hoves and the Kanye's and the 50s were at one point. You know what I mean? He's not that kind of entity. He's hot. A lot of people love him. He's the voice or the hero or whichever one of the thes he is. But he ain't that stature right now. I, I think those, like him and Lil Durk, I think kind of on the same level when it comes to that. I think because of like their following and the types of deals that they have, it allows them to make a lot of money. So it allows them to be in a great position. And I think that's why people like applaud them or champion them so much. But 
Again, them, they, 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 niggas ain't scared of nobody these days, bro. No. Like, niggas is doing whatever, whenever, it don't matter. Hey, what's up with these niggas branding, bro? Like, Lil, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Da Baby, NBA Young Boy. Like, what's up with all of these niggas in their lack of branding? Like, they all do music. They all get money. Don't get me wrong. But, like, and maybe this just might be old man out of touch, but I feel like none of them have, like, a solidified brand that that feels tangible. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now, but like all those names I named before, the Jay-Z's, the Kanye's, the 50s, right. they all had a very tangible brand, it felt like. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how to perfectly nah, describe it. Nah, I feel you. And that's so funny that you say that. I literally watched the uh, baby's uh, most recent Breakfast Club interview, fam, and it mm-hmm. instantly made me say like, he should probably do the future thing. Like, no interviews, just make the music, like, just go out there. Cause, like, he, what you will out of there. like, and like, he could, like, but like, he doesn't, he, he's still true to himself, which I can applaud him for, but like, he don't know how to, like, not answer something, just not answer it. He still gotta, no, like, lend you some type answer. of answer, or, you know what I'm saying? And like, he just, he almost seems like he shouldn't be speaking for himself in no shape, form, or fashion. Like, for real, for real. Like, yeah, and maybe that's why Future that don't. never have nobody, like, try to coach him the way to answer shit right. Like, yeah, he just seems so just, disinterested in being. Yeah, honest. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he don't. And, like, again, he true to himself. And I don't care about the whole media training shit because, like, that all sounds like, that sounds like some uh, don't. 90s label shit. That's, yeah, that sounds like some don't make us look bad type shit. That's the only reason yeah. that they put him through fucking media training. But, like, the boy just don't know how to talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and that's just the best way to put it. Like, he he's great at, like, shooting that. But, like, if you just watch the baby and you know how he talk, like, he just try and do that in every, like, different little aspect. And that, fam, what are you talking about? Like, uh, I don't want to hear nothing about, I don't want to hear none of that jazzery shit, fam. Did you beat up your baby mama's brother or what, or nigga? Like, like what, what did it feel like sliding around on the yeah, ball? Just tell like, us what we need to know. Again, I just don't think he should be speaking for himself. Do the future thing, bro. Go away, make the music, be a, be a persona. Uh, not Not trying to diss. This is going to sound like a disc, but I like Lil Baby. Maybe he doesn't do that because it, the music is good. The Baby makes good music, but his music ain't as interesting as Future's music. So I don't think maybe that's why he can't do that because mu- Future's music be interesting. And I don't know if that's like because what? he goes away Inter- and you're inter- looking for what interesting Future's like saying. Interesting like how? What you mean? Interesting like when when... When Future puts some shit out, you be all ears for the content and what he's saying and how he's saying it and who this might apply to. You know what, what I mean? Was, like, what was when Future puts some shit out, you're like, ooh, that's definitely Sierra he talking about right there. Or What was Future's last song? Uh, he had the Valentine's Day joint. All right, I just want to I just want to make sure you're you know I'll be like, paying attention. That's I know you, you are, but how, you know like, how, much, how much, like, I fuck with Worst Day, but, mm-hmm. like, how, how much is it really, good. like, thumping? You know what I'm saying? And, and not for nothing, like, for okay. me, Future don't always, like, Hit when it come out for real, for okay. real. Like some people swear by it. I was just yeah, to like, so, but that's why that's what I that's the one thing I don't like about the future fan base. Like whatever he put out, they like pass out Testify behind. They be like, him. oh my god, it's like bro, it's like that one wasn't yeah. all that. <laughs> <laughs> but while we here talking about the baby, did you catch the baby's latest funk? I keep telling y'all, bro, this thing he's pocking all the worst ways. Like now. Now he's at it with the OTF boys and them Chicago niggas. Did you see that? Um, I I seen something right before we started recording, but I didn't get a chance. Right to Right in the middle of the it. smoke. Apparently, yeah. like him and NBA Young Boy put out the tape last week, et cetera, mm-hmm, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So now they're like 
I guess there's a little bit of extra talk about him choosing sides in the midst of all this heated, you know, confrontation between Dirk and NBA Youngboy. And since he did the tape, I guess some of the niggas in the entourage want baby to choose sides. And of course, the baby going to baby. Like, baby going baby. <laughs> Every time. So he put baby out a lengthy, baby. lengthy response on his social media to niggas about how they got the right one and he just do business and music. But if y'all want to try him, then he is open for business. And the whole message was three paragraphs, all capital letters. And I'm like, God damn it, the baby. This is another one. We don't need you in, bro. You don't have to service every car that comes through the Jiffy Lube. You don't, and I do not want to like shift subjects, but I want to stay in subject and talk about something that you said. We can talk about hundred things. Can we please talk about Freddie P? Because I, I double circled it; it yeah. was supposed to be next, but we <laughs> fell on the baby. Can, yeah, it's all right. No, can Let's we talk please, about Freddie P right now? Can we please talk about baby, Freddie? Bro. Because we, up for the baby. Because, like you said, you talked about three paragraphs, and again, it, it all ends with what I said: the nigga shouldn't be speaking for himself. Somebody got to take his shit away. I want to talk about Freddie P bro, like, immediately. Yeah, you should, but like doing doing shit on the internet, fam. And I even told my wife just the other day: it's gonna be one of my random thoughts. One of that because again, I'm limited to one minute in a day, so I can get a post off if I need to. Like I say, <laughs> I'm gonna get the podcast post off for sure. It's still gonna be out there, y'all. I mean, I, I got special ways of doing that, but one of these days, the random thought is going to be like, and I hate doing this because I be, you know, put, it's not, it's meant for you, you get it if you get it, but it's going to be the random thought of the day. It's going to be like, what is putting it on the internet going to do? Mm. Uh, besides alert everybody that you have an issue with them. So you can't even like be first. That's what I hate. Never say it's on site. Why do niggas <laughs> say it's on site? And like, not for just, me, I'm an on-site nigga. Listen, yeah. I have argued this a hundred episodes ago. If me and you got an issue, I don't have no problem with socking you unannounced. <laughs> I'm not inviting you right. outside. Right. I'm right. not going to say. Yeah. Put your I don't give a fuck where we at, fam. Get into the Irish Notre Dame stance. I'm not doing none of that, bro. Why? If I want to put my hands on you, I want to do it when I feel like. Yeah. It. Why would I care about knocking the salad over at the hibachi you to table? A fight, nigga. If I want to put, yeah. bro. If I feel violent towards you, I'm going to be violent towards you immediately. Yeah. Period. Post haste. Yeah. I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to send you an email first, nigga. So it just yeah. confuses me when niggas be like, just let that nigga know it's on site like bro on site mean go yeah it don't mean sh- announce that's like some red coat shit like i forget what war that is when the red coats showed up in red fucking coats blowing flutes and shit and tatting drums while the niggas was marching in line in unison and they made all that fucking noise and commotion and then the other army just took the motherfuckers out one by one because they was making all that goddamn noise. Right. Y'all ain't never heard of camouflage, right? Right. Like, but even stupid. fucking. But like you say, even fucking P, even the Freddie P shit. Like and then Freddie like, P. What, let's talk Freddie. What P. Freddie P. P made me realize is that fam, I feel I fear people are just recording videos in their phone and posting them whenever they feel like they need to. So you don't think that was live live? I don't know, you I don't know if like, that was. I don't know if that was live live. Fam, well, let, hold on, let's break it down for those of you that don't because know the nigga Freddie in the P. video. The, I'm sorry, I'll let you. Some do that. Some people but might the not nigga, know. What it, what yeah, the nigga in the about. video said, "I don't even know if I'm gonna post this or not," and I was like, "Huh." I was like, what? Freddie P. I was like, what do you even mean? For those of that y'all that might not be following what we're talking about, Freddie P. or Fred or Frederick, all of y'all remember making the band, the hip hop season, right? The band. Fred was the Miami nigga that mm-hmm. with the scruffy voice. Uh, he was on social media this past week. Uh, with a lengthy, lengthy post about how he's been suffering from depression. He's thought about suicide multiple times. 
Uh, he's just down bad. He cried into his camera. This whole thing was about 45 minutes of him explaining his hardships. And those of y'all that aren't privy to this information might be listening like, I think I can guess what this might be about because I only know him for one thing. But let me listen to Dipped in Butter and see if it's about something else. Nope. It's about exactly what you think it's about. <laughs> it's about 20 years ago when he was on Making the Band and how Puffy did him wrong with a contract and how his life has been miserable ever since. And everybody owes him something. I'm sounding like I'm not reporting the news with, the, with no curve <laughs> right now, don't you I? sound like Jack but Thriller hosting a music soul child versus it's Anthony It's annoying, Edmonton. bro. It's annoying because it's like, first of all, I want to be sensitive to people that want to kill themselves, but only to an extent, right? Because me and you have came on this podcast before and talked about how depression and suicide Mm -hmm. and all of that shit is to an extent cool these days. And it shouldn't be cool. Sad is sad. Bad is bad. And depressed is depressed. None of that shit is cool, bro. Like you shouldn't want to be any of that stuff. And it's like, to me, this is outside looking in to me for Fred to still be Letting these moments that are so far in the past haunt him so actively. It's one thing to like look back with regret or wish Puff didn't do you this bad and all of that. He is more than fair for being, you know, feeling a way about his experience with MTV and making the band and Puff and all of that. But to have them still actively controlling your life to me is giving any man too much power. Is that insensitive to say? Nah, not not particularly. And like, I'll, for the, like you say, if you can sift through all of the shit that he was talking, like it almost sounds like this nigga really just want a finder's fee, I guess, or so. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know, because like he he said, like he was you say, talking just, about Rick Ross for not giving him money. Like, well, Anna, nobody yeah. was looking at Miami till I came out, and Rick Ross even said he loved me in the club one time. But if you love me, you ain't never gave me no checks. I'm like, fam, never say that, bro. You're still a man. But like I fo- I follow what he was meaning, yeah. I mean, and like but whatever, whatever, whatever you and Diddy got going on, you and Diddy got going on. Like you said, if he offered you a contract, you ain't take the contract, whatever case may be. And again, like nigga, you said you you said you wasn't even a rapper. You said this not even what you did. You said you you know you got to talking this God given talent shit. Like I can do this in my sleep, Damn. nigga. I blink twice and my verses be done. Like. So you did you didn't take the contract and then you got mad because he gave another nigga a con- like I'm I'm I guess I'm part I guess I'm partially confused like and like Fred, Fred, Freddie P fam like you was a part of a group that this nigga like pieced together like American Idol nigga like this you know what I'm saying y'all y'all were y'all did not have buzzes in y'all's areas and Puff came and picked y'all up and slapped y'all yeah all together. y'all niggas auditioned yeah I mean like y'all like, y'all, y'all Kings are known city yeah y'all are known from this and again, it again this is like. This sounds like personal business that you have with these men that you need to handle. Yeah, I mean, par- particularly like say if ain't nobody fuck with you, anybody. But he just said a lot in there, and like, oh, overall, it was hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was like, it very was, hard. It was an extreme cry for help. Yeah, I mean, and again, it makes me go back to my my shit. Like this one made me say this again. Like, what good is putting it on the internet gonna do? And and it was particularly bothersome to me, like when he started getting really into the details and really just kind of like talking and spilling the nigga was like yeah and then god gonna get you and niggas like this gonna get cancer one day and and when you die if you die before me is niggas gonna cry is niggas gonna laugh like he was saying everything but puff daddy i hope you die and it's just like (laughs) fam 
Jadakiss, Styles P, Murder Mace, Sheik Luch, Sherry Dennis. Look, I'm digging way into yeah, the back. Yeah, you're going way. Sherry deep. Dennis, uh, Loon. B5. Uh, G Depp. Uh, it's a lot of niggas, bro, that share your story. And I'm sure these niggas ain't wish death on the man. Like, and it, it, it's to me, it's just nasty work, bro. Like, again, I might be looking at this with a biased curve because I am a admitted Sean Puff Daddy Combs fan. I admire the man's work. I admire the man's talent. And I usually side with him in anything we talk about. I will admit that. But this right here, like, it, to me, it just seemed like anti-man business. Like, I'm always coming on here screaming about black women being accountable for shit, right? right. As a black man, you need to be accountable. Like, ain't you the same nigga that was fighting this in the house on the band? He was. You was trying to throw that opportunity away when it was still actively alive and True. well. True. So, if if you were one of the problems in the house, let's go all the way back to 2003 or four or whatever that was, you were actively one of the problems on making the band for the group to even be successful. You were one of the major problems. You was actively trying to fuck that opportunity up before you even got the bad contract. So what I are mean, we talking about? And I guess like, and of course you always need more information, but the, like what else have you tried to do, nigga? Like, did you just keep trying to run into the same burning fucking house yeah. dog? Like, and no. then he said, he, he mentioned something like that. He was like, and it's like, it's fucked up because a nigga like me can't even go get a regular job because I walk into the place Yo, and they're like, I'm Frederick making the bed. And I was like, well, I don't know. Fam, I instantly <laughs> said, what the fuck do that got the to do with you dropping chicken, don't know bro? Who you are. What does that have to do with you dropping chicken? Nothing. I don't understand. Like, how, why can't you pick the That's fries up out the basket? Why can't you salt the fries? Wes. Because that's Wes. even better that people know Let's your be name. Honest, it's a pride Draw, thing. Draw you fuck. See, this is this is how you know niggas don't be listening. This is where this Get part comes perfectly into place. Use your leverage, fam. Get you a job. Be the manager somewhere. Tell them, hey, I'm Freddie yeah. P. I'm from everybody. I murdered niggas around here. I sold drugs yeah, for twenty car years. All the same the shit Miami. you just said in this fucking video. Say in the interview. Be a car salesman at the Miami Riker, bro. That's what I'm you saying. You can use Might that do. to your advantage. Like, remember this, making this a nigga literally, Remember this the nigga, skit on Dave Chappelle? That's me. Yeah, this nigga well, literally. Let me get you into the four door sedan. Like, this you know nigga what literally I mean? said, "I can't get a job because niggas know me." Nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what should be getting you a That's job. The dirt. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, nobody who supposed to know you ever supposed to come in your job. Like, and where's you trying to go get work at? That niggas is like, hey, yo, Freddie P. Like, you and must be walking in the Popeyes. Interview. And they stop yeah. doing the interview with you because to me, oh no, oh no, bud, you gotta Costco go. Don't even work like that. My cooks know your name. No way you could work here. <laughs> the fuck? You're already causing a disturbance. Yeah. They're upriled. Like, fam, niggas don't even know. And I loved making the band. That was my show. But I don't know none of them songs. Them niggas I was just about n- to say, I don't remember I a Freddie P verse, not a line. So it ain't like they can nothing. bother you by walking behind yeah. you in the hallway singing your verse. We don't know your verse. Dang, we don't even know a DeBan song? I don't know a single DeBan. I know some I Day know 26, 26. songs. <laughs> I was just about to say, I know some Shout Day 26. Shout out Shout out Robert. I know them songs, but That's I don't terrible. know no DeBan. Damn, come on, bro. We got to know one. We don't know none, bro. I know, bro. I know the girl the band songs. I know some of their songs. Yeah, and I don't you know, know Danity Kane. I band. definitely know some Danity Kane. Danity Kane too. got good yeah. songs. Damn, the only so, thing we know them niggas for is walking to Brooklyn for cheesecake. That's what I'm saying sick in, with in it. an incredible show, in an incredible reality yeah. show. But even that, fam, parlay that. Like you can yeah. do another reality yeah. show. Yeah. Do you definitely something. Probably is what been I'm on saying. Dancing with the stars by now. You definitely could have been on Dancing with the bro. stars or. 
big. I think brother the whole job like thing, Wes. Honestly, I think that boils down to it's a pride thing, bro. Like it ain't. I don't think it's so much that you can't get work because you're this semi celebrity and you cause too much of a disrupt disruption when you're trying to get honest work. I think you're too prideful to go get honest work. I think because in That's your mind like. you're still Freddie P from the band yep. and you shouldn't be yep. at the walmart warehouse mm-hmm. you know what i mean because you can absolutely make ends meet you can parlay some shit babs I agree. and ness definitely went out there and parlayed some shit yeah i i agree like and then, and then the nigga and the nigga indicted itself you got to talk about how you've been selling dope for two. like what the fuck are you talking are you about doing? fam what, what are you, are you doing <laughs> <laughs> like where's this conversation going bud that's not what we were it's just, talking it's, about. it's nasty bro and it, for me it's disheartening like i understand that this is a situation uh, that me or you don't know a whole lot about right like all we can do is look at it and speculate but it's concerning for me when things like this go out onto the internet and into public and then you get the motherfuckers that want to take what he's saying and run with the whole Everybody know Puff Daddy's the devil. He's worshiping little boys, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, fam, first of all, none of this don't mean this. <laughs> like, Puff can do bad business and not be like sacrificing virgin children at the altar. Like, what it what is it? Bro? It don't even it seem like so it don't even seem like Puff would have no like um what's the it doesn't seem like he would have any advantage in doing bad business with those with individuals Freddie particularly. P. Yeah, like what he Chopper might be the 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 farthest one. You know what I'm saying? Like the only one that might got some might like real smoke. Star. Yeah with, with Diddy potentially but like outside mm-hmm. of that like again I don't I you couldn't even tell me I don't how the show went off. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> it ended with Puff Daddy walking out the room and saying, y'all niggas don't want this. He closed the studio on them niggas. <laughs> For the last time. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> Speaking of the studio, let's talk about Genius, bro. Let's get there. Let's talk about Genius. Uh, so the three-part Kanye West documentary finally put out the last act, the third and final act this past week. I am all caught up. I watched it all. Wes, you watched it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to give a whole full breakdown, no, um, necessarily. But if, what, were there any were there any things particular that stood out for you that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't. Let's. I, I, of course, there are moments in there, but I think overall, for me, um, I know we spoke personally, but I'll try and make sure I document some of the shit that I recently, you know, I said. Sure. But like the the fact that you know the the guy Cootie was there the whole time, damn near minus like maybe six years. Yeah. Out of this whole yeah. run, if anything, for real, for real. Um, I, I think that was dope. Um it is very I don't I don't I don't know if I've ever really felt this word until I watched this, but it's very nostalgic to watch this happen in the time that it happened and remember what you were living in the time when that these, this when happened. these songs hit you. Yeah. Yeah. And that like was fun. That was fun. I, I think I think that overall is dope. But then as a as a Kanye fan and more particularly when it comes to college dropout, to to hear those sessions and to hear, like you say, what we know is damn near the final products of those songs before he got to those like the offices magic in Rockefeller. Of Fox talking before slow jams. Yeah, like, the magic like, of that like I, and I guess I guess I just never, you know, watching this, I think put that into perspective for me as a Kanye fan because me as a Kanye fan, I'm thinking, oh shit, he, you know, when when the, when 
it was crazy for me to remember that the Through the Wire video was his introduction to the world and mm-hmm. how like it really did catch on and how that really like it's 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 nice to see the 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 you know the the curtain pulled back and how that worked for him to his advantage. But like and for you to come in, pull him back. Yeah, together. and when and when the album came, like you could not have told me, you know, that you know, through the wire and all of that stuff wasn't you know, under the roof of Rockefeller and everybody was supporting that. Like there, you couldn't have told me in 2003 that these, you know, that he brought this music to y'all this way when music sounded nothing like this fam. Like Like, that, how could y'all not know what the rest of the world knew immediately when we heard it? That's so interesting. Yeah. And like Like, you say, he pacing the halls of Rockefeller trying to get somebody to listen to him. And everybody's like, like, yeah, but this don't sound like Cameron's over. Right. And like you even every, when the public finally got it, we was like, Whoa, this is amazing. It's crazy to watch. Yeah, I mean, and then of course, like this is Eddie. So of course, like, and I've I've heard these backstories, but like they're like, nigga, that that on film is not the first time Kanye went and did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably like the third or fourth time. And like again, I get that's like somebody coming in your job while you're trying to clean the bathroom playing the album. And you're like, fam, I really I got two more bathrooms to go. (laughs) My phone is ringing, my boss is calling me. Like, I was so like this at lunch. But again, like to to see that he came with that, but moreover, um, to see that Kanye West has been Kanye fucking West since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. Yeah, I mean it, it there's nothing to excuse anything that you feel a way about from from old from, from 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 my guy. But to see that he is literally evolved as himself. He's yeah. he's never tried to be another person. And like, of course, you get to see those scenes with like you see where he comes from and why he is the way that he is. And like it's a I don't I don't think we've seen somebody grow so much. Yeah, I mean, or even to hear him talk about, you know, or at least not let us see it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, but we, like, sure, a lot of people grow, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in the industry that have experienced such growth, but never been able to put it in their art the way Kanye has. Right? Yeah. Like we feel like we genuinely have been there, and every I think step of the way. I think Kanye is a great lesson. Um, He's a great lesson for people to like un- understand that words mean thing and words do have power because you like you say you hear instances of him saying like I'm going to you know I'm going to make these shoes like you say you, you hear that and then you remember the sway interview and then you see where he at now and you're just like well goddamn like, the boy yeah, had a plan he was right yeah, <laughs> yeah like the, he like he really about. had a plan and like again like you say you see just bro so one of he's moments- always everything that he said from then until now really does match yeah. Really one of does. the moments that really hit me kind of like a ton of bricks was when he was at the music conference in Chicago and he was explaining to the camera about how like, man, is this how you know you at the crib and the crib treats you a different yeah, kind of way? Like, it, it was enlightening. I, 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 I told him my name is Kanye West and they put just Kanye yeah, on the like, form you, you Kanye and he like, damn, like my, my artist name is Kanye West and they like, yeah, but everybody call you Kanye. And yeah. what fucked me up was like, he was like, Man, pretty soon niggas they ain't gonna put Kanye on the shit. They just gonna, gonna just be yay. yay. Fam, and it this was, was so, years and years and years and years before fam, niggas was calling him yay. It was it was so like insightful to hear. So that's what I'm saying. Like there was there was little up. shit like that all throughout the entire doc series, fam. And like to you like how might be the best documentary I've ever seen, fam. Like I don't it's I don't a, really know how to put it into words for real, for real, but because to literally have nineteen 18, 19 years of footage of one person on their Man. journey. And it, 
it honestly put a lot of stuff into like again when you live through it sometimes you forget but because like you say he dropped through the wire college dropout you through the wire all falls down jesus walks my nigga oh, are one you one debut album are you kidding not and not to include some of the slaps that's on the joint a lot like, of niggas don't get this many classic moments in a lifetime let alone a debut first three album. right out the three and then the first three albums to hit like they hit, you know what I'm saying? And to go along that process and to see some of that shit built. And it's like, bruh, like. I was I was listening to the part when they was like putting Never Let Me Down together, right? Yeah. And I was explaining to my wife, like, I remember when I first heard Never Let Me Down. Chills. And that was the moment when I realized he don't make beats. This nigga's a rapper. Like, I remember yeah. going to the homie Q Nemesis, Columbus rap legend. Oh, yeah. At work, and I was we was listening to Never Let Me Down, and we was both looking at each other as both like we write raps too, and we was listening there to Never Let Me Down, and we both had to confess out loud like Kanye whooped Jay Z's ass on this song, mm-hmm. and that might not sound like too much to y'all right now, but go back to two thousand three or whatever that was when Jay Z yeah. was the biggest thing in rap ever. He was the greatest rapper alive. And you telling me that this producer nigga who's, that's our first time hearing him and we don't even think he a rapper. He, he whooped Hove ass on the song? Came, and Hove had two verses? He came in here with this. Like, this is the problem for me. Yeah. Like you say, and even now that you're saying uh, like, that he came in with that verse, uh, you know, took took my grandmama sat in that seat where white folks ain't want to stay. Like, he came eat. in with these verses, fam, and allowed you to, like, spin around and do whatever you wanted to do. But that's why I say the doc did a good um, job for me, like I say, to remember from 2003 to 2007, that nigga was on fire. Yeah, I mean, in 2008, and then his mom, like, it it was relatively soon in his career. And I think for me, like, because I became so immersed in the music and, and just him and being a fan of him, like, that six years seemed like a long fucking time. Yeah, it does, bro. and you and you and it you does. get a you get a bird's eye view of well, goddamn, he 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 never made it anywhere near who he wanted to be or who he is today while his mom was still here. Yeah, I mean, and like when you, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, it's the same thing we talk about with our wives. Like again, when something happened to you, who's the first person you want to call? Yeah, I mean, and just imagine you don't have that person to call no more. Like no, regardless of who yeah. it is, like you, be, you know what I'm that saying. Person. He's went on, he's built a family, but like, just imagine if at the end of everything he wanted to do, he only wants to call his mom and tell his mom, and so, tell she her can, how, man, so she can hear him say, "Good job, Kanye." Like Donda, that's all he wants. Donda West, before this documentary, we all knew Donya, Donda West was Kanye's mom and Kanye's only child, and them two were all they had. Yeah. We knew that before this documentary. But man, this documentary did such a good job of really articulating what that relationship meant to both of them. Not just like Kanye needing somebody to keep him grounded. That's not what that is or was. That is such a very important relationship that Kanye lost. And I I never fully understood anywhere near the magnitude of what losing her was until watching this. I still don't quite understand it, but I definitely didn't understand it before. And then, like it again, watching this, it took me back. Like Kanye is of of the generation, and you know we come from a time where he was one of the artists that was still able to be on the Oprah fucking Winfrey show, dog. And in two thousand and five, he performed "Hey Mama" 
which is awful late registration that he said he wrote in 2000, fam. Yeah, so he held he, the record. He said, I held it, dog. Like, you he know how it. sick that is? You know he how, like... that before college you know dropout. How, he you know how far it. you got to be thinking ahead, dog? And, like, again, like he's, a, he's, a less, he's a lesson in confidence and believing in yourself and really, like, if you want to do that shit, go and fucking do that shit, Go fam. for it. Because time is it. limited. Even if you don't make it, go for it. That's what yeah. I've been trying to tell my son. And, you know, I'm saying trying to tell my son, like, he don't buy into it. He buys into it more than I ever have. You know what I mean? Like he believe in what he want to do. So I don't got to preach that to him much longer. But um, there's a couple of moments in this that I definitely wanted to talk with you about. I'll give you the light one first and then we'll mm-hmm. get into a couple of the heavy ones. <clears throat> one that I thought was particularly special when he went back to Chicago and he was sitting with his mom in the kitchen and he mm-hmm. was talking to his mom about his experiences in creating the Blueprint album and what it was like in the creative process with Jay-Z. And he was explaining to Donda about like, it's crazy because I'm playing the track for him. Uh-huh. I played some tracks for him. He wasn't really feeling it. I was like, yeah, I got to play you one more. I got to play you one more. And I played him H to the Izzo. And he, did, he does this chef's kiss fucking perfect impersonation of Jay-Z listening to a beat that he likes, right? And he does the Jay-Z head bob and he's like, it's real awkward, mom, because then he leans to me and he goes, H to the S-O, V to the S-A, for Sheezy, my easy, you sit your down in V-A. And then Kanye goes, woo, that's why you make the big bucks. <laughs> right. And that moment to me is much bigger than most motherfuckers I think are going to take that. I think people are going to take that very surface level, like Kanye, silly, H to the Izzo was my shit. Nah. But to me, that <laughs> felt like, fam, that is some lazy-ass writing, and look what you can get away with, and what if he- this can make it, I gotta make yeah. it. Yeah. That's how I took that. I don't think everybody <laughs> takes that moment that way, but it felt like he was having a very personal moment with his mom, like, mom, the greatest rapper on earth is out there putting out bullshit. Dr. Seuss raps, working. mom. Yeah. I'm going to make it, mom. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought he was saying right there. Now, I might be projecting, <laughs> but that's how I took that. And I thought that was one of the moments that was really like, that was special for me to hear Kanye be honest with his mom about a moment that most motherfuckers would be like, still starstruck after even right. getting home. Like, mom, I made the blueprint with Jay and people like it. He wasn't thinking people like it. He was thinking like, that was some bullshit, mom. Like, do you hear what he put on my shit? That's why shit? you make the big bucks. That's why you make the big bucks. And then he was like, get your damn hands up. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Kanye knew that was some lazy writing, bro. And I thought that was incredible. But there's a couple of moments in this that I want to talk to you about, bro, on like a deeper than surface mm. level, us being Kanye fans, enjoying it type shit. And I think me and you can really kind of dig on some, on two of these, right? One, there was a moment in documentary where they talk about First of all, when they went into Cootie's story in the first act, I was like, fam, I'm not here for this, bro. I think like, everybody did. I came here to hear Kanye's story. <laughs> everybody now you want to give me your st- I don't want your story, bro. Can we get the footage, please? And I apologize to Cootie and everybody involved for even feeling that way briefly. Because yeah. the way that they intertwined these two people's stories yeah. and made this make sense was beautiful. Like, I loved taking the ride and getting yep. to know Cootie as well as Kanye. Absolutely. I love that. But yeah. there was a moment around what 2006 when when they talk about how him and Kanye had lost touch mm-hmm. and fell out and started growing apart right 
there's a particular moment in the documentary that I want to talk to you about specifically, right? When Kanye had lost touch with Cootie and really wasn't returning his calls. And I won't say not fucking with him because it didn't feel like it was a thing Cootie did where he decided not to fuck with him. They was growing apart as people do, right? And then Cootie started filming for Donda and the things that she was doing in her charities and comedy, Mm -hmm. John Legend, et cetera, et cetera. And then those paths inevitably had to cross where Cootie was like filming Donda and Kanye was around and then Kanye was kind of awkwardly looking over at Cootie after some some awkward exchanges and being mm-hmm. like, I know you used to be my guy, but we really don't know each other no more, right? Mm-hmm. And then that those relationships started to grow apart. Again, as they do, it don't have to be a moment. These things naturally kind of happen as we grow. Sometimes we grow out of our pants, right? Then after Donda died, that relationship turned different. It wasn't so much about we grew apart. And I don't think that a lot of people noticed this, and I did. And again, this could be me projecting myself onto others, and I understand how that can be wrong and nasty sometimes. But this is just how I felt. When Cootie showed Kanye see him for the first and second and third time after his mom passed, that look in Kanye's eyes, I knew that look. That look was hurt, shame, and embarrassment. And not for how he treated Cootie. Mm-hmm. but for being unable to face such a hurtful loss. And what I mean by that is like Cootie existed way before all of the, st- the the glitz and glamour and neon lights and all of that. He very much so connected Cootie to a previous life when his mom was still around. That's and what I think I was it was really say. hard for Kanye to be in relationship with Cootie because it reminded him of his life that existed when his mom was still on this. Well, earth. I was about to say Cootie was the only person that was around when his mom. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. there's a there's a literal connection. There's there. a big connection there. Absolutely, and bro. If I felt it, I, I almost wanted to cry because I felt it so much. Because to be honest with you, Wes, I felt like that. Like, when, I, appre- when, I appreciated right? Cootie's emotional honesty. Absolutely, yeah. It, absolutely. it, it made the story that much more beautiful. Well, I, I felt it because, like, before I moved out here when Ness passed away, right? Mm-hmm. It was really hard for me to keep those connections with, like, his father and the people around him that I mm-hmm. genuinely got love for and like a lot. But it was really, really hard to have them conversations with those people because it reminded me of him still being here. And I'm I'm not good with facing that kind of pain. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing that they did at all. It's just... It's me and how hard it is for me to deal with a life that doesn't exist anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like trying to conv- con- trying to confront a past that you know that there's nothing you can do to bring it back. And it takes a while before you can heal to be able to look that past in the face again. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he needed that time away from Cootie. Not trying to give him an excuse, but I think right. that's why he needed that time away because I don't think he was ready or in a mental space and capacity to be able to really deal with grieving his mother. And I think Cootie's existence, unfortunately, exemplified that. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, no, nah, it, it does. It, it makes crazy. total sense. No, that's what I said. There's a there's a crazy connection. And I really didn't realize it until you just started talking just now. But, like, again, I think a, a part of Cootie's emotional honesty is what, like, helped draw that connection right there. Because, again, I, I didn't think about it until just now, but, like... He was around for so long and he was able to go and spend that time with Kanye, with his mom and, you know, be around when she came around. But then when he wasn't around Kanye, he was around his mom. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So he got to spend a lot of personal right. time with her and, you know, gain, gain a personal relationship with her. So I'm sure, you know, her her death affected him as well. And I just appreciated him always um, showing showing that he was there for Kanye. You know what I'm saying? At no point in time did it ever seem like he was like, oh, this motherfucker tripping, man. Let me let me go figure else. You know, at, at every point in turn when Kanye got into something, he was always like, let me reach out to Kanye. Let me try and get close to Kanye. And he always seemed to get close to Kanye. So like, and then to, like you say, to, to miss all those years. And then it was, it seemed to be when he had that Pablo concert that he pulled up to is when like, I don't, it, it seemed like Kanye was genuinely happy to see Cootie. Yeah, and that's when the that shit hug, kicked back off again. It was like, was oh shit. Like my, it was literally like my nigga ready. is back. He was yeah, ready my to nigga, see Cootie again. I don't my think nigga is back. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. So it I it is it's phenomenal to see on film and again to like go back and see like shit from two thousand three and see like okay this was happening what was I doing you know what I'm yeah, saying and, yeah. and to know that I lived during that time as well when this was happening and to like put it in perspective of my life being a fan of Kanye uh, five stars for me fam yeah. Yeah, uh, there, there, there was another like deep in a moment that kind of saddened me too that I I probably overthought, but you know that's why we got a podcast to get get the thoughts out so we can sleep better at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, toward the end in Act Three, there's a moment when Kanye is uh, in, in a van or a Sprinter or whatever on the Facetime with his dad. Yeah, right after Donna passed, this is more recent footage, etc. After him and Cootie reconnected and stuff like that, after the the Trump shit mm-hmm. and you know after him <laughs> kind of being outcast about a black community I got and the mental breakdowns and all he's on the phone with his dad and what really kind of fucked me up was he was on the phone with his dad and he's explaining to his dad like hey man remember when we was out in uh, Costa Rica and we was at the second place not the first spot but the mm-hmm. second spot and they had those bowls that we both like remember them bowls and his dad is just kind of silent on the phone. I guess he's trying to remember what Kanye's talking about. And he's like, Dad, remember the bowls? We really, really liked the bowls. Like, the bowls were great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, he's struggling trying to remember. And this is obviously important to Kanye, right? He's struggling trying to remember. It's a nigga blasting music in the background. He got to tell him to stop, which <laughs> yeah, that was wild. wants to be that guy. Like, nah, that was wild. That, yeah, nah, I, I might have kicked him out, even if he was the driver. It was, it the was the out, God bro. in Kanye that yeah. made him not smack that nigga, because I wanted to smack <laughs> I want him. Me too, fam. It's a nigga in the back seat yelling to his dad over yeah. the phone. He we got him, Pop. Don't worry. We saved him. He good now. He with homies from the neighborhood he now. Said, like, why would you say that? And his dad stopped like him. <laughs> Kanye stopped like he doesn't even know. Like, don't do that. Like, he don't even understand who you are. Don't do that. Like, people don't understand that Kanye is trying to rebuild a relationship with his father. Right? right. So they're trying to have this moment. He's trying to explain to his dad, like, remember the bowls. Finally, he just says, fucking explains it. Like, the bowls, we really enjoyed the bowls when we was on vacation out there. I am on my way to go meet the lady that makes these bowls. Right. And Kanye's dad, and I don't want to make it sound harsh, but he kind of like skips over what Kanye's saying. It's like, okay, yeah, great, son. Uh, how are you doing though? Right? Because you can tell his dad is wrapped up in the same ball that the rest of the world is wrapped in. You know, Kanye's crazy. He's off his meds. And his dad is really on the phone to try to make sure that his son don't need psychiatric help or some shit. And his son is trying to explain to him and trying to build relationship in this phone call, right? And it was really heartbreaking for me to hear Kanye be on the phone with his dad and try to like talk to him about the details of a bowl of something that's really important to him that you just know Donda would have understood. 
I don't know, fam. It, I, like his I mom would have got that, bro. Like, I take I take like, this one a little different. See, I, I took it like I took it like it was sad because you could really feel, and of course, I, I want to hear your take on this too. But like to me, it felt like this is the difference between losing my mom and I can't just pick things up and just go build a relationship with my dad because it's not the same. Because like that moment when I forget where it was coming from, like his first show or some shit, and Donda's walking down the sidewalk and she's singing with him, like oh I'm so happy, like. She was able to enjoy in those moments in a different way because she was there for everything. And it's just like, I'm trying to get my dad to be as excited for the things I'm doing as my mom. And he just can't be. And it just felt like it felt mm-hmm. disappointing to me. You know what I mean? So it made me kind of sad to see him trying to do that. And it felt like a disconnect between him and his dad. But I, I certainly want to hear your. Yeah, take nah, I, I didn't. I didn't take it that way. What I've gathered from the relationship with him and his father is that you know, he's he's almost put his father in, in that reverent position that his mother was in. Not quite the same, but that is his final living parent. So I think he treats his father in that manner. And mm-hmm. I think his father being his father, I think I don't I don't think there's any strain on that relationship at all. You know, what I'm saying, I, you know, I, we, we listen to the Kanye raps, you know, we hear about his dad as a young man. But I think since, you know, I, I think there's some type of established relationship there where there's some type of understanding of each other there. Yeah, I mean, because if he didn't fuck with his dad, he wouldn't be talking about us being in Costa Rica and some fucking bowls anyways. And his dad probably sees through that shit. Like, yeah, you might like the fucking bowls, fam, but are you okay? Yeah, I mean, like, because I don't remember the fucking bowls, fam. We ate out of the bowls. (laughs) I had peanut butter crunch. Like, that was cool. But, like, nigga, are you okay today? Like, why are you going to look? Why are you going to look at bowls? You know, are you going to look at bowls just because, huh, I thought about those bowls today? Or are you running away from something? That's like, nigga, if I talk to you today... And tomorrow you talk about the podcast we did yesterday. And then two days from then I talk to you and you FaceTime, you talk about some, yo, you know, the microphone I'm using, I'm at the production studio. Well, nigga, what happened to you five days ago that you are just now submersed in fucking podcast culture. So like, I'm glad you're there looking at the bowls, fam. Like he didn't say, fuck them bowls, niggas. You all right? He was just like, all right, cool, fam. Cause I don't remember See, the bowls. It could but be me are projecting. You okay? It could be me projecting a fuck them bowls situation, right? You know, potentially. What I mean? Because I've had similar complications. So it might be just me trying to like paint myself on that situation. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I I'm certainly open to hearing your, uh, yeah. Cause your I mean, cause, then, cause because, sure. because then, what is he like totally submerse himself in the bowl conversation with Kanye for five or 10 minutes and never ask him how he's doing? Never ask about the bowls again. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck the bowls. Never ask him how he's doing in that conversation. And then 30 minutes later, crazy ass Kanye is crying in the car because his dad didn't ask him how he was doing. And now he's back to the South Carolina abortion speech. And it's like, so like my, 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 my rebuttal to that, and this is not me saying I'm right. I'm just, finally we got something that we can bounce back and forth. tennis style, Right. What if, me talking about the bowls is how I'm doing. Like what I mean by that is like, maybe what I need is just somebody to be there with me. And it ain't so much about, am I okay? Am I on or off meds? Am I mentally ill? Any of that? Like maybe all of this can be cured within me by just having somebody to talk to about what's important to me because me and you, we got our wives, right? Like we can talk to them about our stupid podcast shit and they do a great job of pretending like they care. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they actually do care, but you need that. You need your, you mm-hmm. need somebody in your life that is there with you, that is co-oping this mission, right? And with Donda gone, that might be the the answer to all of this. Like, while his dad could be potentially saying, yeah, Bose is cool and they was made out of wood and it was one piece cut, I understand all of that. <laughs> Are you okay? 
Like, I get that that could be the thing, but Kanye not being able to tell his dad, it could be that he's saying, the way I am okay is to have this relationship with you that I really need to have. And I need it to be so intricate that you understand that these bowls are the most important thing in the world to me right now. And yes, they probably won't be in 15 minutes. But my mom understood that this was important to me. Right Again, I don't know this, but this is just me hypothetically. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's searching for somebody that gets it and that that has a strong enough neck to withstand the whiplash that it must be like to be close to Kanye West. I mean, if you go into the couch store to buy a couch mm-hmm. and all you want to do is find a motherfucking sectional, you know what I'm saying, something you can lay your ass down on. And fall asleep. And every couch you stop by, the salesman is telling you what type of leather this couch is made out of, the stitching in this couch. You're like, bro, are you okay? Ah. Like, nigga, (laughs) I just need a sectional, nigga. I don't need to know all these details. Are you okay, bro? Like, what you going through today? Like, I'd much rather get to that versus playing with this nigga 10 to 15 minutes about it. Because we can get the balls out the way. You right. We... I'll, if that's if that's the, I love I get, the bowls we can talk great. what hell yeah food. I remember the bowls out in Costa Rica nigga make kept the milk colder than a bitch for 10 15 <laughs> minutes dog but like is you okay today like what nigga you, so you mean wait hold on so you woke up this morning you left Cody you flew from Cody to go look at some bowls and then you going right back home nigga this is not a store run are you okay like that to me that's the recognition you know what I'm saying? Because what the where are you and why did you just go look at some fucking bowls? Are you going to buy these bowls, nigga? No? You just want to go look at them and talk to this no? bitch? Are you okay? That's <laughs> just like if you call, if you talk to your homie and he'd be like, I'm on 270. And he'd be like, all right, fam, well, shit, just call me when you get back to the crib. And then this nigga don't call you back until six hours later. And then you call him and he'd be like, yeah, I'm still on 270. You'd be like, wait, nigga, we live in the same city. <laughs> 270 don't take that long to get around. What is wrong with you? You're not going to be like, well, are you really in the freeway structure, buddy? Do you really like going in circles? No, you go, what are you doing, fam? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here to get to the core of the problem. And like, while I get it, you're... And everybody don't speak that language. His dad might not be no artsy fartsy dude. He told you the hair brain scheme to get some funds to buy some fucking school clothes. That might have been. Yeah, I mean, his dad might still be a bum. His dad looked like he probably still smoked Newports, fam. So like, (laughs) his dad don't give a fuck about no bowls that he probably use it as ashtray, nigga. That that gotta be something. That gotta be something that Kanye and Drake hug hug over, bro. Like, dad problem. Our favorite rappers have dad issues. Jesus, our favorite rappers have dads that don't quite understand them, bro. So it's like. Listen, Dennis and and Kanye's dad, they got to get together, bro, because there's something going on here. You want, the two of them I, we might be identifying something, fam. <laughs> I, I know we're running low on time, but I, I, did, I did want to talk about this this week, and maybe we could just talk about it real quick. Did you see the the, the WNBA news? Mm-mm. Brittany Griner? I seen she had her pecs out somewhere in Russia. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll have to delete that out. And by delete it, I mean just say <laughs> we're going to delete it. Uh, Brittany Griner was arrested in in Moscow. And then like, hold on, fam. Can I pause you right there? Because sure. the headline is what made me not read into the story. Bitch, why is you in Russia right now? Continue. She, I guess she plays in Russia. Well, right now is what you mean, right? Like at a time like this, the ball. <laughs> I don't. I know they say the, basketball never stops. But <laughs> as an American citizen, I wouldn't give a fuck what was going on over there in I know the right slogan now. is basketball Gotta never go. stops. But for a minute, and you not, can pause. Let me not be ignorant. I guess Ukraine is where the shit's going down. 
they but just live in like. I don't want to be in the pocket tents. of the yeah. niggas that's aggressive they, either. They, yeah, they chip, like, it's they going down too. everywhere over yeah, there. Yeah, bro, yeah, 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 yeah. If for we sure. keeping it funky, yeah. but Brittany Griner was arrested for uh, and charged for smuggling in Moscow, and I guess she had like some THC and a vape cartridge or some shit <laughs> like that. And the only reason why I wanted to bring it up because I saw a tweet from a lady that matters because she had a blue check on the social medias. And I don't know who she was. I wrote down the name, but y'all don't care. No. Uh, but she was important and she made a point out of this whole situation saying how unfortunate it is that Brittany Griner has been arrested and fall victim to this situation. And then she chose this opportunity to say, basically, see, if WNBA players was getting paid like NBA players, none of this would have never happened. And she used it as an opportunity to say why, like, you know, men are oppressing women and how this is basically a feminist issue. And Brittany Griner would never have been arrested if there wasn't men oppression, oppressing women issues in America. And that's really kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, I know we go over this time and time again, and I know people might agree or disagree with our views on this stuff, but like that one right there was one that just kind of like hit me in the chest and really kind of made me be like, what are we doing, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like Brittany Griner got arrested in Moscow. Unfortunate. But Brittany Griner is not the only person from America that be outside of the country behaving like they're still in America, forgetting that different yeah. countries got different rules and different ways they handle shit. And just because you dribble a basketball yeah. and you from America don't mean that they might not lock your ass away for a very long time for this little bit of weed that you don't think is a big deal. Nah, you know facts, what I mean? And it's just I, like, it's an accountability thing again. And it's it just is. like, when are we going to say, I fucked up? You know what I mean? Like, I fucked up. I, maybe even I wasn't educated on the matter. I'll take I wasn't educated on the matter, and I forgot where I was at and didn't realize Moscow was so tough on shit like that. I would even accept that. But to spin it around and make it, like, a men's, like, oppression issue, it, it, to me, it makes me so mad, bro. And I, I, I apologize if this comes off as, like, very fucking... I don't know, misogynistic, but it's just like, to me, this might sound gross, but the whole WNBA issue in a vacuum, it just feels like if women watched the, the WNBA, wouldn't they have the money? That's a very good point to make. <laughs> and I don't want to laugh, but it's funny, but that's a like, good point to make. If 80% of women enjoyed women's basketball, would there be a funding issue? <laughs> They somebody showed a montage of so many air balls over. I can't watch that, fam. I can't. Listen, we love we me and you both personally love the fact that Jamaica has a bobsled team. Yes, but we ain't like storming the streets at the fact that black bobsledding doesn't have enough you, funding because we, we ain't watching it. But you want to know what? And then that's what I thought about too. Like and. I don't know how to word this. I might be wrong when I'm saying this, but like it, it would then get to a point like, all right, we start watching um, women women's basketball a whole lot. The WNBA ratings are skyrocketing through the roof. Mm-hmm. And now there's 
15,000 new pages that are created from all the perverts that like all the female basketball players. And now you got, you know what I'm saying? The, the, <laughs> it's just, it's, go, it's going to snowball into another issue. And like, I thought about that because there's a page that was that. on one of them socials that I was on. Like it's called beautiful ballers or something like that. And they got these girls in these low ass shorts with their hair all pressed. They're like, girl, you are cute. God damn it. And that's my, that might turn out to be the reason why I buy courtside seats to see your pretty ass dribble a fucking basketball. And don't be mad that I don't give a shit about what your stats were at the end of the night you can't have it both ways this has been the dipped in butter program we appreciate y'all listening to our extremely hot takes we're just trying to figure this thing out we don't got the answers and sway doesn't either my name is cat you can check my extra content out wherever you put cat with uh two t's and a k in the google bar hey listen to our old reviews and watch them i don't care bro you can look at the cereal if you want to even though i ain't eating it no more i am <laughs> out here counting carbs and reducing sugar Absolutely. I've been out. I've been listening to some old episodes, fam. I always find myself going back and listening to episode 30. It's like a grounding episode, honestly. Yeah, episode 30 is a very like special grounding episode for me. Um, however, it's your boy West No T, aka Elmer Young, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, PODNA, at Forever Young Getting Nine on Instagram. Fuck with me, dude. Yes, sir. And like I say, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And I want to take this moment to apologize for what I said in the first half hour of this show. We ain't mad at Rihanna. We just don't need to see the lingerie on the pregnant belly all the time. Just not all the time. You're entitled to feel how you want. This is your fucking show, man. Uh, rule number one around here. Tell the friend to tell the friend. Not only about the podcast, but uh, it's okay to say I don't know, y'all. I know we get away from that a lot of times, but it's okay to not know. And if you want to know, go find out. And if you don't want to know, tell them fuck off because I don't ever want to know. Um, and then rule number two, uh, all business ain't good business. So mind your business. Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been dead.